0: Right. Clicking in 3, 1 Welcome, welcome, welcome to On Deck with Tony and Ken Where we talk about the nerdy things that make us who we are Oh, it's a glorious
1: day, man It's a yeah. glorious week Tony, how you been? I've been feeling fantastic, and in anticipation of this This is uh, episode 30, isn't it? This is like a big, well not a big milestone But it's a milestone in a way It's like a trilogy of 10 uh but yeah no right. it's, it's been a good week oh for i see me. your math i see your math you're trying to impress me oh tri- I like your turn you like that you like that I tickle your funny bits yeah all right cool yeah bro um, that, nah, that's what i do bread and butter maths every day bro it's been a good it's been a good day it's been a good week a lot of a lot of good co- uh, content a lot of a lot of interesting things have actually happened like uh in the news we can talk about some of them but uh how how are you this week how are you today i'm good man um
0: today was that Glorious day that kids look forward to every single year. Mm-hmm. Sports day, bro. Mm-hmm. Good old sports day. Quick question, so the whole Can I ask yeah. you something?
1: Are you munching mm-hmm. right now? Um, Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I can tell the yeah, way yeah. your lips are smacking. You are loving that food, mm. bro. Do mm. <laughs> you know what?
0: It's my second meal of the day. Dude, ain't it's my second no sh- meal of the day.
1: Ain't no shame in your game, bro. Man, Just enjoy it. You,
0: you, you can hear me tasting... <laughs> Uh, my bad, my bad. Let me just let me just get rid of this. Um, I, I yeah. can
1: hear your soul tasting it to be for to be honest. <laughs> your, your, I can, I can feel it in your soul. Your soul is slapping its his ghost lo- slips. My local Chinese they hook it up, man. Yeah, like, and, and the main ingredients is
0: duck, duck Ooh. that duck fried rice with that chili sauce on the side. Okay, okay. Oh, duck duck aromatic, man. Mm. I love it. I love it. All right, cool. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> it's all gone now. But yeah, <laughs> today was Sports Day. And um, I love sports day because, well, it, it's weird because now I'm a teacher. I'm seeing it from the other side because I don't know about you growing up with sports day. It was always a big deal leading up to it. It was a big deal during it. Yeah, And then it ended up being like a, 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 either you're upset or happy at the end of it, mm-hmm. right? Whether you got gold or anything. Yeah. You're also eager to at least get some type of silverware, like mm-hmm. silver or bronze and maybe not the gold. Um, seeing it from the other side, it's it's a logistical nightmare. <laughs> right, right. It's a logistical mi- nightmare. You don't realize how much you have to... because we have to escort the kids to uh, the track. And yeah. I don't know, I don't know about you, but kids are dicks when they mm. walk on road. Oh, the biggest. They they, they, they walk like they own the place. Mm-hmm. Like I I pray that you never have to drive or get a bus when kids are getting on the bus or walking on road because. Yeah. They the they get a hint of freedom from their parents and felt like, all right, cool, I'm gonna walk at two miles per hour when the light is still red, the red man is still red. And you got people horning, 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 like, yeah, run me over. I'm like, what? They let's play their lives. And yeah. so the logistical nightmare of like guiding them from the school to the actual track was a bit mad. But yeah, yeah, when they actually got there, it was bliss, man. Yeah. Like it's one of the few times you get to really know kids. Uh, because you're so used to seeing them in in school context, and I and I know this from my previous school, like when I'm coaching basketball, like the way they are in class is not indicative of who they are, mm-hmm. right? And and because of that, you, you I always found it so frustrating during COVID as well, because all sporting activities or all clubs were dead and 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 removed, mm. so you never got to see kids in a different uh, in a different light. So yeah. it was good to see some of the some of the worst kids that were quite. Um, annoying uh usually in school just be like all right cool sir i followed your instructions immediately yeah without any guessing without any bs that they usually uh figure out well try and think of they just dealt with it and
1: it was great and
0: i loved it Mm -hmm. um yeah tony do you remember sports day
1: i remember sports day back in the day like um my last sports day that i vividly remember was like year nine sports day and I remember I dominated man I was a beast like so my speciality was 200 meters 200 meters relay and mm. uh originally it was long jump then I, I graduated to high jump because I had those ups back in the day I actually equaled mm. uh Lewisham's uh high jump record record and I think it's still I think it still stands at 173 mm. one meter 73 um but yeah, I was undefeated in sports day. Nobody could touch me. Like there was one time I was doing the relay. Uh, my, the guy before me completely messed up. I think he fell on the floor and they had a substantial lead. And this guy like that was on the other team. He was ahead of me, but he showboated. And I just kicked it into that second gear, lapped him, finished the race. you know I, i was just i was just special not to toot my own horn but somebody has to toot it so it's gonna be me i was a bit of a beast ken but uh i do remember like with with kids it was like herding sheep dumb sheep sheep that were dropped from a cliff picked up smushed back together super glued and say there you go you're fine walk it off you forgot that they land on their heads every single time every single time every single bloody time but no yeah i i always <laughs> I always looked forward to sports day it was it was one of those days it's like the t- teachers were a bit laxed in the, during the day for the most part you know most teachers was just put on a movie uh you weren't learning nothing that day because you was just kind of you you was energized for sports day and that's all you cared about the anticipation mm-hmm. i love it how about you Tony? How how's your week been my week's been good man i've been keeping on with the gym uh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling right, looking right, thinking right. You know, I think everybody should, should be active in some ways. It's, I th- uh, you know, just, just to remind that people. That sounds mad healthy. That sounds crazy uh, healthy. It's, it it's all about health, man. And, and don't get it twisted. This is not about having washboard abs or looking like an Adonis, which I do. Don't get it twisted. Um, but no, it's about feeling good within yourself, feeling good within your mind. And, um, so you can, you can operate, right? You know, like nobody should ever be fat shamed and nobody should be ever called anorexic. Like some people just slimmer than others. Some people are just bigger than others. That's just the way it goes, but you need to be healthy. You need to be able to get to the point that if you're going up the stairs, you're not, you know, the stairs just in your house, right? Like, you know, seven steps, you don't want to be losing your breath and vice versa. You don't want to be in an environment where you just out and you just pass out because you're not having enough calories. People, you need to take care of yourselves. It's it's rough out there because we're worried about COVID, right? COVID killing people. People are, di- are still dying from the flu. People are still dying from malnutrition. People are dying because they got type two diabetes and they right, can't take care right. of themselves. So you know, it, it's a reminder to take care of yourself. You know, mind and you know, mind and body. You know, take care of yourself. And that's what I've been endeavoring to do. I've been I've been getting creative again. I'm working on a little mini project um, where essentially it was supposed to be just character bios from my comic book. But with this last one I'm working on, I'm trying to do something a little bit more special, a very short animation. Um, I've got quite a few of the uh, the the frames drawn out. Uh, for people that don't know, when it comes to like, you know, creating animation cartoons and all that, you're literally drawing, in the, outside of using computer generated imagery and splining the image, which is like, you know, manually moving the image, you're actually drawing the each image as its own micro movement then stacking them together you know like with those old flip books back in the day Ken where you, you know you'll draw like a bit by bit then when you rolled it through it created a movement oh yeah and, that's, that. and that's what I'm trying to do so uh, I've just been having fun with it um, but you know all, all in all like from the f- previous week the biggest highlight of my week was getting to go to cinema again watching a huge movie like what we're going to talk about today Black Widow oh oh Ken, um, I want I want you to take the reins. And from what you remember, give us a brief rundown of... Actually, I'll do this. I'll give you a brief rundown of who the Black Widow character is in terms of a history. Then I want you to give me a brief rundown of the uh, solo movie. So... Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Black Widow, she was first introduced in Iron Man 2. Kind of like um, uh, initially believed to be like a secretary, but she was actually secretly working for Nick Fury to look after... Um, Tony Stark. This is during the time he was struggling with uh, his uh, his chest pain. It's a nice way of putting it. He was actually, you know, had that mechanical thing in his heart to keep his heart pumping. Uh, oh no, to keep the shrapnel out. Uh, over, over the course of the MCU movies, she's played a pivotal role in one of my favourite movies, Captain America Winter Soldier, where you see her build a bond with uh, Cap, and you actually find out things about her, you know, her history in terms of working for the Red Room, you know, being a Russian spy, uh, then defecting to S.H.I.E.L.D., Uh, you get a little bit more in the Age of Ultron where you find out some of the the sick things that the Red Room did to uh, their operatives. Um, Then it comes to a head when we get to uh, Infinity War and Endgame, where ultimately she fights the good fight of trying to maintain order when Thanos does the snap and everybody dis this uh disappears uh to the final battle where they have to find the infinity stones and she sacrifices herself uh in the hopes to get the um the the I forgot which soul uh the I think it's the Soul Stone, I believe, right? Yep. And uh and she's effectively dead. Uh which I hope is not the truth. I still got a theory that when Bruce did the snap to bring everybody back. He may or may not have also brought back Nat. That's my hope. But, Ken, you tell us about the Black Widow solo film.
0: All right, a small overview. Now, this is not um, a continuation. Obviously, uh, spoiler alert, if you didn't know already, Black Widow in the MCU is unfortunately no longer with us. She passed away in Infinity War. hmm mm-hmm. 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 And since she passed away in Infinity Room, how do you make a movie about Black Widow? Well, you make it a uh, story that's already happened. We yes. actually go to a specific time in history. And this is after the events of Civil War, where um, she was on, uh, on Steve Rogers' side. And she's now on the run from yes. uh, General Ross, yes. who's now chasing down all of her comrades and putting them in uh, the water... Uh, prison. What was it it called again? The um, the raft. The raft. Yeah, the raft. Right. So, uh, we actually go back in time a bit, even further back to the nineties, where we find out. uh, Oddly enough, the uh, I realized it was the same year that uh, Captain Marvel was about. Uh, We go back into the past to find out that she had a fake family, and part of the fake family was her sister, who um was with Natasha, part of the Red Room. Uh, We uh, have a little interaction with uh, her fake father, who is someone kind of special that we'll get onto later on. But the main dynamic of this film is between Natasha and her sister. Um, Later on in, uh, in, in her story, or early on in the story, we find out that her sister figures out something about the Red Room or the training and tries to protect it with Natasha. And as we know, Natasha is on the run from General Ross. This brings her into contact with... Uh, one of the main villains of uh, this film uh, and hence craziness ensues on how she deals with it. So that is the kickoff point of the story uh, and it's really just a uh, uh, a teamwork type film that emphasises the word family almost as much as Dominic Toretto in, in the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise uh, and how her and her family come together to uh, her fake family, her quite messed up family come together to try and stop the thing that her sister had figured out. Uh hopefully that wasn't too uh, uh
1: cryptic about, No, uh, no, no. I think spoilers. I think I think it gets into it. Um I, I want to ask you this Ken, do you, um want to give a a brief opinion on how you feel on the film first or do you want to get into spoilers and that's when we discuss our feelings about the film? Oh no, no. Let's talk about opinion first because
0: um uh, and then build our opinions from the spoilers because okay. uh, uh, just in case people are listening we're going to try and try that structure quite a bit more mm-hmm. mainly because we don't want to just go straight into the spoilers and mm-hmm. then like okay cool you ain't seen this film you haven't got the flavour of it and then yada 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 so yeah. let's give our opinions first um, one of the biggest thing uh, for me with this film
1: well let's start with the positive actually
0: mm-hmm. it is a Marvel film where's a positive and a negative yes uh, the positives of it being a, a, a Marvel film this is a safe film okay through and through okay it's a safe film it doesn't try anything too crazy some things do happen in this film that i thought like okay cool this is diving into something that is a bit more interesting but uh quite frankly you you still hit hit the same kind of beats that you would expect of a marvel film Mm -hmm. uh but that is not necessarily a bad thing it just means that you kind of know what you're going to expect, mm. uh, but also you know it's not going to be a bad film, right? It is not by any chance a bad film, yeah. Um, so I did like uh, some of the aspects that I do like of Marvel films uh, that were in this um, tick the boxes for me. Mm. That were positive. So yeah, I, I I did like it. Down to some of the some of the comedy, some of the other comedy, Else is quite problematic in my opinion, right? Um, but uh, some of the comedy was it was there the fight scenes in some of the uh, some of the fight scenes because there's one also fight scene that I thought like mm, okay that wasn't so right, uh, right. Great. I, think I, know I, I think I know which one you're talking about I think I know which one you're talking about yeah one just doesn't make any bloody sense yeah uh, but some of the uh, uh, fight scenes that we do come across I was like wow this is they didn't cut away the camera isn't shaking too much you know it's quick and you see every single movement I mean some of the fight scenes are amazing um, my main uh the interesting, not a gripe, but my, the main interesting thing that I found about this film, this film was a sequel to a film that they should have made. Right. I'm going to repeat that again. This film was a sequel to a film that they should have made. Mm-hmm. We have heard throughout the Avengers from how long we've known Hawkeye and Natasha. Yes. Uh, the Black Widow about the, mu- uh, the mission in Budapest. Sorry. Budapest. 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 In, in Budapest. Right. Where uh, Hawkeye was commissioned to take out Natasha, she's part of the Red Room, and then she couldn't break away, and then she eventually defected to the Avengers. Yes, I'm not gonna lie, that sounds like a bloody great origin film, right? For the Black Widow, mm. this film that we got uh, in 2021 was a was a sequel to a film I would like to see. Right. This, this would have worked better as a sequel if we got to see that mission it's like it's almost like they they they, they spent so much time romanticizing and, and and like talking about oh this mission you know it's always so great this is and then we we only got elements of it We only got right. the ending of um that mission yes. in a flashback yes but i i i personally were like oh my god you're talking about this epic mission where you uh had uh, an enemy and now your enemy is now your friend and your friend became the person that you uh, talking about Hawkeye, uh, your friend became the person that is now your teammate in a huge, world-changing team that helped save the world to the person that you spent so much time with that you got a little necklace where one of his children is named after you who therefore tries to sacrifice himself to save you, but then you did the same thing. Mm. What? Mm. Oh, come on. How mm. are we not going to see the origin of that? How are we not going to see that mission? Right. I wish we had the Budapest mission. Right. That, that's what this film should have been. However, this film was about the sequel and a continuation of a mission we never got to see. Right. It it, it feels weird because I feel like someone, let, let's say you're, you're, you're not a Marvel fan, Tony. Right. Let's say you're not a Marvel fan. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're someone that um decided, okay, I'm just going to watch Iron Man 2. I'm just going to watch one of the uh, later on films. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of your first introduction into the MCUs. Yeah. You'd be bloody confused with some stuff. Like, wait, wait, wait! I missed something. Obviously, it's a sequel. So why would I be watching the sequel without watching the original? Right. But you feel like you missed something. Right. I kind of felt that with uh, this Black Widow. I was like, wait, wait, wait! Did I miss a film? Mm-hmm. Because people been talking about this ever since the beginning of the Avengers. People been talking about this throughout this entire film. W- w- where's that film? And there it doesn't exist. We just always hear about the mission. Maybe the mission is in a comic, and they wanted to preserve how the comic looks. I, I don't know, Tony. You might know more than me, but. That is one of the biggest uh, uh, um, things about this film that I felt like ah, you kind of it was a missed opportunity. Right, it was a missed opportunity. Maybe they were trying to be safe. Remember, like the uh, Kessel run with Han Solo. Right, they wanted to maintain the the mystique of uh, of that infamous or that amazing Kessel run that Han Solo did. Well, and when they actually showed it in the film, it was like wow, wow, it wasn't spectacular.
1: Although, it actually although felt better as a myth. Yeah, although I I did like. The spectacle of it, but it wasn't necessary. It's because your imagination would have been a hundred times better anyway than what did it I depicted. Agree. So, uh, is there anything else you want to add on your analysis? Uh My analysis just there's there's a few things, and we'll get into the spoiler talk a little okay. bit more. Yeah. Uh,
0: um. But uh, the the main other thing uh, uh was that I, I I I love how they. <laughs> Are always trying to look for I, I know there's like a team dedicated to your your one job is to maintain the continuity uh, continuity of this mcu because right. the amount of times they throw references or they make comments like uh one specific comic that we hear from the red guardian in prison mm. makes you realize oh yeah there's no way that could have happened yeah um so there must be a team dedicated to make sure there's little quick jabs or little easter eggs yeah. or whatever to make sure they don't mess up the uh, timeline that's been created right uh in in this film yeah so that's,
1: yeah that's, uh that's that's a, that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's an interesting perspective like i would go the other way where it's like maybe it was intentionally put in there rather than actually trying to maintain it but rather uh, an expression of the character that he's full of shit so it's like yeah, he could have yeah, said yeah, technically anything yeah. But the whole point is that, no, he's full of shit. Um, so this is my analysis on the film. Spoiler free, uh, I really, really enjoyed this film. Uh, biggest problem, I think, you know, if you look at it as, as the big picture, the biggest problem of this film is that this should have existed a long time ago. This movie should have came out years ago. It should have came out even before. Like, Captain Marvel was pretty much considered the first female-led MCU film, right? Am I correct in that analysis? Mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. should have came up uh, before that because uh, not only to respect the lineage of Black Widow, because we've had Black Widow first, um, it's just a better film. It's hands down a better film than Captain Marvel is. Like top to bottom writing characters, delivery, visuals, is just a better film. Um, and it's, it's, it's to his detriment because what you've created is a scenario that we all know... Um, Natasha's dead, Black Widow is dead So this movie Is like as dope as it can ever be It's got the sour note That you are just a prequel And the main character's dead, it's a foregone Conclusion, so the stakes mm. Are kind of like We know she has to exist Within this story To get to where it gets to In the rest of the MCU That's the biggest uh, disappointment Overall, Um, I liked the the story that they told you know it's a it's a it's a pretty simple spy subterfuge kind of story who do you trust can uh, this person that I've had a relationship in the press past uh, are they the same person can I trust them are they gonna stab me in the back do they still care about me there's a very strong story of family like you said family fast and furious family but without being obnoxious and right. turning into a meme um you know you got the 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 mother daughter relationship that comes later in the film. Uh and you got the father-daughter relationship, which I think I have a problem in the sense that at the beginning you can definitely see a care, right? It's depicted that way, it's delivered that way. Then later it's almost like it's a different it was like a they're completely different characters. And maybe that's the influence of what the Red Guardian goes through in terms of, you know, where he is in the story, we'll get into that, into the spoilers. Uh, mm. But it just felt like a weird, just a position. But again, people do change over time and maybe that's what they were trying to depict. I don't think it necessarily landed that way. Um, minor nitpicks. Again, I really, really like this film. I'm actually looking forward to watching it again. Might just do that um, in the next coming days. Um, the The other gripe I had is a depiction of two characters, right? Uh, because I think this is Marvel. This was Marvel's attempt at kind of what's the word baiting and switching. My, Marvel likes to bait and switch, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Right. So you got a character, uh, in one situation where with the marketing, it kind of made it seem obvious that oh no, that person is gonna be this other person, and who I'm referring to is uh, the actor, uh, by the name of uh OT uh Fag a uh, Fag uh, Bentley who plays Agent he's never given a name he's just known as Agent right and all of the marketing makes you believe that he's going to be a specific character and when you watch the film he has nothing to do besides being a delivery boy and i thought to myself why waste such a good actor right and i think it goes into a deeper issue that i have with the film of the depiction of men in the film and a depiction of women in the film where I think it's uh, symptomatic. Um, Maybe it's a response to how Hollywood has always handled that. And uh, I'm going to save that for the spoilers. But overall, I really, really enjoyed this film. Uh, I recommend anybody go to see it if you're a Marvel fan. Um, It is different. The way you said that it was safe, I I would like to disagree. I don't think it was safe, especially with the themes that it's handling. As I was watching this thinking, yo, is this a Disney joint? They're literally talking about some dark, dark stuff, right? You know, obviously they, they mentioned stuff in terms of the hysterectomy. I know really they already did that in, in uh, Age of Ultron. But they go deeper into some of the stuff that happened into the Red Room. And even like the depiction of the subjugation of women, you know, you would think that would be a, a difficult thing yeah. for something yeah. like, you know, the entity Marvel to actually, you know, talk about um there's very there's various moments in it i had to stop and think whoa okay they they were given some leeway to be a bit more mature than a normal marvel film and it's like it definitely feels closer to um i want to say um the winter soldier captain america winter soldier than any other marvel film but i still feel like it has its own flavor at times, it gave me the flavor of... Uh, do you know this Charlie Theron film? I think it's called Atomic Blonde. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It one. gave me kind of that flavor. Obviously, it's got... People, th- had, a lot of, people had a lot of issues with that film. I, I like that film. I think it was good fun, but, you know... Um, okay, it was fine. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, are you ready to get into spoilers?
0: Yes, this is the barrier. Okay. This is the spoiler barrier. This is, this is the point. you be warned.
1: This is the point, right? Be warned. Um skip ahead if you need to, if you don't want to be spot. We're gonna get really in depth. Um I w- Everyone dies. Everybody dies. Um they do eventually die when they get snapped, but that's not that's not what we're talking about. I wanna jump in first as I've just coming off hot, right? Go for it. Go for um it. The basic plot is fine, right? Um, but it's like when the movie is strong, it's really strong opening scene where you see them in a house. It's like, it's almost like it didn't feel like a Marvel movie whatsoever. It was like just this family in a home The the quintessential American family, American accents, everything G golly whiz and all of that jazz. And David Harbour's character, who is, um, I think, his, I think his name is Alexi something, but he's the Red Guardian. He comes home. He's kind of like disheveled, a bit confused, grabs a beer and he lets her know um, it's time. We need to go. And what that means is that SHIELD knows that they're Russian spies and they need to get the F out of there, right? So they they they've had their routine. They packed up everything and they're getting ready to go. And it proceeds with this really kind of understated but really dope chase scene where they go out into a field He's hanging off of the side of a plane with a bloody sniper rifle, taking out SHIELD agents. Uh, the wife is piloting the plane. Then when they land, it's like this heartbreaking moment where mission's done. They were never a family, right? They, they're not linked by biology whatsoever. Time to go your separate ways. And I thought to myself, whoa, this feels like a different film. This doesn't feel like the, what you would say a safe Marvel movie is. Now, where it goes into the problems of the film and it reverts back to the Marvel formula for good and for bad, is when it links in with the whole she's on the run from Shield because of the events of Infinity War. But it makes sense; she would be on the run. We kind of skip over that with the the previous movies, right? It goes from Civil War to Infinity War, where oh she just appears and she's there to help Vision. This gives flavor text to the fact that yo. I was doing stuff during that period of time. I was literally fighting for my life. Some people chose to surrender. Some people chose to go on house arrest. Some people are still in the raft. Nah, nah, nah. me. I'm a survivor. And there's this dope moment where she's completely tricked Ross. And she's like, he thinks he's caught up her by her, her GPS, right? And they've tracked her down to um, a bathroom at a gas station, right? And it makes it look like that because she's in a bathroom somewhere. Pans out, she's already in bloody Norway on in a bathroom of a, a ship and he just shows up at a gas station and it's just a uniform and he just looks like a, a dumbass. Um I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump into other beats beat for beat moments. I'm gonna go straight into the things that I really liked, uh spoilerish and the things that I didn't like spoilerish. Yeah, the standouts. What are the standouts? The standouts, I think uh, Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova, I think she's been absolutely amazing. I got a massive crush on Florence Pugh. I think she's an amazing actress. I want to see more of her stuff. I need to go back and see, well, finish uh, midsummer. Uh, I loved her in this movie with The Rock um, where she played um, Paige. Uh, I think it's like fighting with my family. It's a wrestling movie. It's all about how Paige got into the WA. She's fantastic in it. Um and I think she's a brilliant talent. I think her comedy is spot on even when it's uncomfortable. She delivers it with just like this brilliant tongue in cheek kind of like the quintessential british sard sad- sad- I don't even know that's a word but s- sarcasm um she's very sardonic. Let me put it that way um she was brilliant in it um I think David Harbor when he eventually came in as a guardian, you go you you know you see that after his mission uh the the mission was over and he got the information he was expecting celebration revelry you know the the conquering red guardian of the ussr is back but no no he gets thrown in prison he goes he's he's in prison for like what 10 15 years give or take uh comes out he's kind of gone overweight he's tatted up and he's a bit of a mess of a man um, and yeah, he, he runs. He runs the prison. <laughs> he pretty much runs the prison by by sheer force. Like he's got a version of the super soldier serum, uh, which goes back to a dope scene when they're at the, uh, the 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 playing field, and he literally just see him demonstrate his strength. He just flips over this massive metal. I don't know. Like it looks like a skip, and he just flips it over like it's nothing. I, that's the biggest disappointment that I had. You've got well, you. J- j- yeah, go ahead. You got Red Guardian right. Yeah. He's only read Guardian once in this film. the rest of the film he's like he get like okay let me because i'm gonna i'm gonna finish it here in terms of my analysis, right this movie um bothers to have really great characters, female characters, but with the male characters, they didn't give a, star, a, a, a crap and i get and I get it um other films are guilty of doing the reverse, having really great male characters and really, really shallow shit female characters. This is not, that's not a good enough excuse to do the reverse. You can't, you can't say, oh, because that happened, that this happened. You've got um, the agent who's friends with uh, Nat, who's just there to kind of give her weapons. He just magically is able to get weapons. And all this time through the marketing and the trickery, we're saying like, oh, this is so obvious. He must be Task in the end you find out taskmaster is a completely different character i think you you got a, a perspective on that i'm going to leave you ken to and analyze that but he's wasted good actor he does f- uh, absolutely nothing red guardian for the most part he gives flavor text he's actually pretty funny very endearing he's emotionally all over the place but it's like he's a super soldier that is not super whatsoever continuously gets his ass beat there's one scene with Taskmaster where he's just laid out. He is super powerful and yet there's a scene earlier with Natasha where the fight almost seems even. Obviously Taskmaster takes over, but it's so it was just so weird to see that dichotomy. Then you've got the main villain. This is this is where I'm going to cap, cap it off. The main villain like opportunity to do actually something really interesting, maybe something even psychological, so he basically runs the Red Room, he's kidnapped these girls, turned them into weapons uh, he's evolved his levels of indoctrination, it's not just psychological it's chemical now and all he is, is just a Russian dude with a bad Russian accent that might as well sound like I am from the East End of Russia, you get me you know, it's like Ray Winston, starring, uh, played by Ray Winston who doesn't give a crap Like his performance, he did not give a monkeys about playing this character. He took a check. And I'm usually a big fan of Ray Winston, but this was not the one, bro. And continually, they just kind of said, like, if you're a male character, we're going to do the bare minimum with you. And you'll have moments, but that's about it. And I don't think because how it's always been in Hollywood to do a disservice to female characters, you need to do... The reverse is just that's that's not that's not how things should play because overall, in the end, you make me not care and even to do with the character of, of Taskmaster when you find out the reveal of ta- Taskmaster, I didn't care, I because it just felt like it came out of nowhere, and but that's a, a interesting dichotomy because I bring up a gender issue, but that's even twisted on itself. That's my analysis. Overall, it was a good film, but it was a shortcoming of Lim- limited scope writing. They thought, they thought one way, but didn't follow through in terms of making everything rounded, and that was unfortunate.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, it it, it did feel like they they had something, but then there was a lot of okay, let let's just let's try and be exciting in a lazy way. Yes,
1: yes, I'll definitely and, agree and with that. that. that,
0: that yeah that, that that's what it felt like that's and unfortunately the lazy ways that i do that is the is the switch between characters they try to uh um, trick people mm-hmm. but the I, I get why they did it it's because every look you drop a little trailer you drop a little video or something or anything yeah literally a million people at least a million people are analyzing <laughs> having their hot takes right articles making youtube videos making instagram videos making facebook making all the predictions and everything and then the ones that most probable people start liking and posting and reposting so it's so hard to keep secrets but that's still not a reason to try and spice things up and and throw people off mm-hmm. like marvel have been smarter than that in the past they've been smart it with the end credit scene of uh spider-man homecoming yeah when captain marvel just literally like breaking the four four, saying like you guys are idiots for sitting here every single time. You said Captain Marvel, home. you mean
1: Captain America,
0: Captain uh, Captain America? Apologies. You are lots like, sitting there, just doing nothing. And even in um, was it um, what's it what'd you call it? Uh, oh, with one division with the uh, Mephisto, mm-hmm. everyone was on Mephisto's nuts. Yeah, like you know, they they have shown that they can be clever about this and throw people off. It doesn't always have to be so on the nose. But even if it's, it is on the nose, for example, like what we've seen in, you know, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where we kind of knew where it was going. We didn't care. There wasn't too like uh, with who the um, power broker was. Yeah, So many people made predictions, correct predictions. But what did Marvel do? They just followed through with it. Mm-hmm. Yo, well done, clap for yourself. Mm-hmm. Well done. We're just going to keep moving on. However, just like I'm about to talk about, uh, with Taskmaster later on, which I I will talk about in a bit, but uh, you, you said something interesting, Tony, mm-hmm. uh, when you talked about uh, Alexi being um, uh, the Red Guardian, yeah. and how like he was put in prison and then nothing was done with him. Yeah, they 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 keep doing this in in this universe. Yeah. where you have the Red Guardian, you have uh, Captain America mm-hmm. at the beginning, not later on, at the very beginning of Captain America. Uh, and oh, there was another character, and oh, sugar, who was it? Who was it? Anyway, if it comes to me, it comes to me. But just looking at those two characters, you literally created super soldiers. Yeah, the perfect soldier.
1: We're, well, not the perfect we're, we're, soldier. The the, the, the well, the, 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 the pinnacle of human physique. So they're not the perfect soldier. Well.
0: When I say perfect, uh, yeah, fair enough. And maybe not uh, in a whole rounded type of way. Yeah. But perfect in the sense that, like, all right, cool. These lot can run faster, move faster, do things that other men cannot do. Yes. Right? So you have people like this. Why would you just bench them? So they benched Captain America in the first film, mm-hmm. even though he was a superior uh, a, phys- uh, a person. And then they benched Alexei yeah. in Russia and threw him in prison like yo this guy is loyal to the country he's not asking for too much yeah. he's not trying to mess up anything like why don't you put him on more missions? he's literally he can lift a tank Yeah, like Captain America like they benched him he had to break rank which he should have been court-martialed for Yeah, to save his people Yeah, to save his squad right so you literally created a super soldier
1: what can I add something and you bet You go alright so this is why your point is actually really interesting right and I wanted to add this I think there's a dichotomy in, story te- in in storytelling there, right? So with Captain America, his whole benching was multi, multi multifaceted, right? The fact is he was really expensive to build and they could only do it once because Erskine uh, died, right? So they couldn't reproduce him. So they thought, We spent billions on you. We're not risking you getting shot and we just lost our money, right? But in terms of the story, it creates an obstacle for the hero to overcome. Now, the dichotomy is, they didn't do any of that with Alexei. He was just benched. Like, they could have literally taken that moment to say that, oh no, the reason why he was benched is maybe uh, the villain uh ray winston's character who's so uh, uninteresting i can't even remember his name well they could have written something along the lines of like he was threatened by the potential of the red guardian's love admiration and power that no he was he's so egotistic he only wants power for himself so he's willing to take a potential what's the word um advantage in his plans and take it off the board just to maintain his ego. They don't even do that. They don't even bother to do anything interesting on that level. And that is un- yeah. un- unforbegivable. But you, you carry on. I thought I'd just add that because it is similar. No, no Yeah, yeah. But I think You're absolutely right. one had a purpose. The other one was just like, eh, we just don't know what to do with it.
0: Well, I, I, I guess uh, with Captain America one, it had a purpose mm-hmm. uh, more so to the viewer. Yes. But into the way that the universe was set up. Yes. It's like, yo, like Nazis are just messing things up. Let's can, can, can we put our best foot forward? Yes, yes it is expensive, and I, I completely agree with you. Why would you put your best on the front line? Yes, but you know if that's the case, then you put them on ice. Mm. Well, not physically, not not uh, realistically, like you saw with Bucky Barnes. Yeah, but like put them on ice, and like when it's a really really serious mission. You release him, yeah. which they more or less did eventually after he broke rank. Yes, you know they're like, I hey, cool, we're gonna put you." They, and saw, the Howling they saw his value around the world. They saw his. They value. saw his value. Yeah, which they but didn't. they didn't see his value when he chased down a car. Yeah, at literally forty-five miles per hour. Hey, but you know, cool, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I thought that was quite interesting that they just benched uh, Alexi, mm-hmm. uh and uh, drew that comparison. Now the um Natasha's. uh Sister, now th- th- this actor, uh, uh, so Florence Pugh, so as uh, Yelena, uh, Belova, yes, I was so worried about this character going into this film. I was so worried about her because when I first uh came across her, I, I thought, okay, cool, they're clearly trying to replace Natasha and her because in the comics she did, did a stint as uh, the Scarlet, uh, sorry, not Scarlet Witch as, as Black Widow, mm-hmm. and so I thought, okay, how are they actually gonna? Because, bro, like, they're trying to replace the Black Widow with her, right? She's going to be part of the Avengers, I think. Uh, If I'm wrong,
1: then I'm wrong. It it. could be another bait and switch. It does look like that. but It it, it might be. It could be because my theory is with the end credit scene, just to skip ahead in terms of, like, her story, uh, there's a very specific end credit scene. I'm not going to spoil that just for people to, because I know people love to stick around for that. It does seem to set up the possibility she may appear in Hawkeye yeah yeah well i was going to talk about that actually Mm -hmm. um and you're absolutely
0: right so with uh let me just uh, uh, so with with her with her character um yeah i i feel like she is going to become the next uh, black widow or white widow or whatever widow that she is white widow and uh right and 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 i i was worried because natasha is such a great character Mm -hmm. I, i enjoyed it like Clearly, she's someone that is her sister that is from a similar background to her. Mm-hmm. Um, are they just going to make a copy and paste and make her boring, kind of like uh, some personalities in Loki? Yeah, but um, but you know what I mean. But no, she was actually super entertaining. Like, so to the entertaining. Point where she's she's smart. She's so snarky. She. It was a nice uh, uh, um, um, opposition to Natasha, who was a lot more reserved, a lot more uh, sly and and quiet where her she's like all right cool i don't care what people are saying i'm just gonna say something dark boom i'm gonna say something silly and take the mick out of you yeah boom
1: but she still felt like that little sister-esque around natasha she had personality she had she had an identity and spades and and so much kind of like she was cute and yet dangerous at the same time she was adventurous like the, the writers did a great job and Florence Pugh just her delivery in every moment. Even when she was like taking the piss out of Nat with the whole superhero pose and she does it, then she felt a little bit dirty for doing it. Um, that was excellent. It, that was a great callback. It was, that was, a, it great was setup. a great callback. And I, I just, yeah. I think it's, it's very uh, self-aware writing and it felt effortless. And I really enjoy, uh, I, I really enjoyed watching Florence Pugh. I I can't, I can't yeah. wait to see more of her in the MCU. Exactly.
0: And and that's that that was the the thing I was gonna end on. I, I actually genuinely wanna see more from her. I wanna see how her personality uh interacts with a lot of other people yeah. inside this universe, right? Yeah. I wanna see her snark with unfortunately she can't do it with Tony Stark, he's no longer with us. Mm. I wanna see her snark with um the Sorcerer Supreme snark. Yeah you know what I mean, yeah. Like I, I wanna see uh Thor's stupid comedic, you know, almost Shakespearean uh, way he talks with her snot right. and how she deals with like, oh, okay, this is kind of stupid. Yeah, but okay, cool. And how they bounce off each other. Like, I now want to see her, like, but just like I said with Loki, there are certain characters in Loki. I'm like, all right, cool. The way you bounce off with other characters will probably be a bit dead. Yes. But just how like um in Infinity War, mm-hmm. when Tony Stark actually met uh the Sorcerer Supreme, um uh, Doctor Strange. And it was amazing. Yes. Because like, for for the longest time, and just a little tangent, everyone thought that Tony Stark and Doctor Strange uh, were just similar characters. Mm. But then the minute they met, you could see the uh, the difference. Yeah. So yeah, I'm happy with her character. I'm happy. That that's one of the biggest positives I could say from this film. The addition of this character was amazing. If anything, she is the newest female character in this universe. or One of the newest female characters in the universe. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. I, I'm for everything that you do. I want to see every scene that you in. Yeah, you know, compared to Captain, America, uh, Captain Marvel after that film was finished, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool, J- just, just turn up every now and again. It's Captain know. Marvel, you know, <laughs> bear in mind.
1: I, Captain Marvel has appeared, I think, in about two Marvel movies, and I don't think I've seen a single bit of personal personality. I don't mean like a personality is like, oh, she's brave and she's willing to fight on, and you know, that's not personality. that's just a physical trait. Right, well,
0: there's in-universe reasons for that. She's as as she said, like when people were like, "Where were you when it was going through stuff?" Like, you know, other worlds didn't have Avengers like you, lot. Yeah, I'm busy, Brev. I'm, I'm I'm about in the universe. But that's not personality. Um, however, that's, a I, that's a one-liner.
1: That's a one-liner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. They,
0: they don't show the personality.
1: And, and... do you know what? Do you know? I this is what I mean, right? When they did okay. when they did Captain Marvel they thought, oh, to show a personality is just showing her having a Nirvana t-shirt. I think it was a Nirvana t-shirt. Either that that was The Clash. Oh, I see what you mean. Whereas Florence Pugh, she's got a vest on and it could be innocuous and it's the same vest that Natasha wears in Endgame, right? But they give a a story for it. Actually, no, it wasn't Endgame, it was Infinity War. They give a story for it and not just a story in terms of like, I got it from my sister. It's like why did her sister get it? She's really into pockets. It's silly. It's nothing. It's equivalent to Tarantino scene in pulp fiction where they stop to talk about the difference of burgers in America and England, uh America and the UK. It's it's not plot specific. It doesn't move the plot forward, but it gives you a glimpse into the characters like, yo, she's just she's just a person that Likes what she likes, she's never liked something before because she's always been mind controlled. But she's discovered yeah. I really, really like pockets on stuff, and that's character that's something you know, that you know what I remembered the most. Well,
0: what does it remind you of? It reminded me of a kid that first got his like a uh, birthday money mm-hmm. and was self aware that they can actually go to the shop. And what do they do? They're not trying to buy water. They're not trying to be. They're trying to buy sweets. They, yeah. they just buy what they like. Yeah. And, you know, they don't know what to do with themselves. And like, I'm just buying this because, you know, I haven't had an opportunity before. Let me just go crazy. Let yeah. me go crazy. And that's how it looked like to her. It's like, all right, cool. I've got this vest because it's practical. And I never had a choice to actually think about stuff like, like. So that. So, like you said, it, it's a great few lines to actually just give her a bit more of a character. Yeah and personality and i i loved it man yeah but yeah let me start harping on about her because we're, we're, we're running quite over yeah all right uh the other things i would like to say about this film um uh we're actually sticking on her so the last thing on her yeah uh with uh yelena in, in this in this uh universe mm-hmm. i think they are trying to do a mirror or a reverse or a repeat of um no no a mirror and a repeat of how hawkeye and Black Widow met mm-hmm. Because obviously Hawkeye was part of a team Led by S.H.I.E.L.D. And he was tasked to effectively take out Natasha mm-hmm. right? But then eventually they grew into friends They found out more about each other And helped take down um, uh, Well, at, at that time that we thought Was the Red Room And the secret organization with women um, Because they were on opposing sides Now, it comes to uh, uh, Val, or Valerie Or wherever her name is and she um, is now part of a. She seems to be part of a team led by her. And now she's like, "Oh, do you want to hit at Hawkeye or Ronan?" And it's almost as if like Nick Fury, which is uh, quite quite nice because in in the comics, Val was involved with Nick Fury and Shield, Uh she until she uh, ran her own team, like it is uh, uh, foreshadowed in, in in this in this film, and Captain America and Winter uh, uh, the Winter Soldier uh, and. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where like she is saying, I could, because I can imagine Nick Fury having some conversation with Hawkeye. I, Hawkeye, there's someone going crazy out there. Here's a picture of them. Go take him out. They're a problem. And she more or less did the exact same thing to uh Yelena. So, like, I call Yelena. Mm-hmm. There's this guy. Like, the, 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 there's this guy. But this time, there's more of a personal touch to it. It's like, I call, you took out your sister, who's the reason for why your sister died. Go, go for her. And I already know when we get the Hawkeye TV show, there's going to be friction. It's going to be friction that's been created from uh, that conversation. She's going to try and shoot for him. He's going to try to defend himself. And then eventually they're going to have a kinship through the love that they have for the sister. And eventually there might be the bridge to bring her into the Avengers. Right, Kind of similar to how Hawkeye brought Natasha in. So yeah, I I, I thought that was quite nice. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so was like a lot of positives in the future with this. What's the last thing? Yeah, go for it.
1: Yeah, go. Ahead. No, I was just gonna ask you what your opinion was on Taskmaster. Literally the last thing I was gonna talk about. Yeah, Taskmaster.
0: If you don't know, his name is Tony Masters. Now he's a mercenary. He trains villains. He's the person with a photographic fighting memory or physical. Physical photographic uh, memory where he can literally copy everything just by looking at them. So he can so copy Captain in the comic books
1: in the comic. I mean, uh, m- sorry, m- I just wanted m- to go. add in the comic books, it's referred to as photographic reflexes. Yeah. So basically, he can see an action that you produce, and he can reproduce it perfectly, automatically.
0: That reminded me of that uh, mutant kid, uh, the black kid who could copy anyone's style just by looking at them mm-hmm. he was able to beat wolverine yeah
1: what was his name uh i, I don't i was gonna Prodi- uh, Pro- prodigy i think it's was prodigy it? yeah granted yeah, prodigy, there's been like, like there's been like three different i think four different prodigies in 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 x in x-men and the uh the marvel comics but yeah i think at least right. i think the one you're referring to was a, a one of which that was called prodigy right 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 so if anyone has seen Iron
0: Man 3, you already know what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. It's the it's, it's the Mandarin part 2. It is the Mandarin part I 2. I disagree. Now, I disagree. Well, But yeah, I I'm, I'm not saying like like yeah, when I say the Mandarin part 2, it, it, it it's it, it's a thing where um a character was established quite well in the comic mm-hmm. be be at that uh, good or bad and then it was completely ch- uh, changed for almost a uh, for a lackluster ending or a lackluster uh, a conclusion or even something that people won't because people have an idea of how certain characters or significance of certain characters are in the comics for example the, Mandalor- uh, the, the mandalorian the uh, the mandarin yeah. in the comics is a big character yeah. just tony stark and just like Taskmaster, Taskmaster is a big character in terms of his, his significance um, in the actual uh, uh, universe in the comics. Yeah. So to see that, you know, they they gender swapped to fit the it, it. It wasn't Taskmaster. They they could have called the character anything else. Right. To be honest, because it had no personality of Taskmaster. The only thing that was similar was that oh, we copy people's moves to take them out. Yeah. Type thing. Um. Played by Tony Masters, but Tony Masters is nowhere to be seen. Unfortunately, they um, they completely changed it to be the main villain's daughter. Yes, that uh, Natasha, like I was talking about before, the Budapest mission mission that she and Hawk I went on. Yeah, she used this little girl to uh, take a bomb to her dad, who was the bad guy, to blow up here that floor and the office to eventually take him out and therefore destroy the Red Room. Yeah, Um, which I well. We get on something in a, a bit later on. And then from then, I knew the daughter was. It was Taskmaster. so from obvious. From, from then.
1: It was so obvious. From that then. I literally turned, then. I usually turned to my partner and said to myself, oh, yeah, Taskmaster's the little girl. Yeah. And, Easily. Easily. And, Easily. and Easily. The, thing, the problem I have with that scene, and I call bullshit on, is that she's point blank range to an explosive that one, like, didn't kill her and also didn't leave a scratch on her dad right so basically the movie establishes that natasha wasn't really effective in her mission whatsoever so how was it ever like how, how did she get away because the whole thing was her that the reason why she was able to defect to shield is that she successfully killed the head of the red room but not only this but she... they had a re- but they had a reason for that though what's the reason for that why she they were they,
0: they still didn't clap back at her why because they're now dealing with more or less gods among men they got the avengers and shield on, on but no on but side. that would have been that so would have been they, years later remember just leave them remember
1: her and hawkeye were with shields years before they even discovered uh, e- years before even iron man became uh, tony even yeah, yeah so it's like they were doing missions for shield for years before the superpower people came right so yeah. she failed in the mission quite obviously because if you build a bomb that doesn't kill a little girl and leaves a dad with no scratches, you're incompetent. The movie made, in that scene, well, Tony, it made her Tony, look incompetent.
0: Well, 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 Tony, let's not lie because this happens in films all the time. They purposely cut away from the explosion mm-hmm. so that we didn't actually see what happened, right? We don't see the flames engulfing the little girl and the man. We just see the explosion from the reflection of a window, right? And that's it. So I, I agree with you. It makes it look incompetent, but they filmed it in a way so that it, it they, they can maintain that whole mystique of well, you don't really know what they had. They could have had Wakandan technology, or obviously they didn't. But you know, it like. It produces people to have their own head cannon power. It's 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 a, like it's lazy. It's it lazy. is lazy, lazy as, as, as head. It is lazy.
1: This is this is the problem I have with um with Taskmaster, right? And it's not really about the gender change because they 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 do this cute thing of calling her Antonia. I don't really care that um Boo. there was a gender change. The problem I I have is that it's not a character it was a person in a suit and not only that they did they wigged her so have you heard have you heard to the have you heard of the 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 term wigging yeah yeah so they swapped out the uh that was a male's body that right? was a man in that suit and when they needed yeah, her that was a male's body. to show that it was a woman they put in a suit right um i think one of the most notorious cases it's not really notorious because most people don't care about it but like the first time i heard it referenced was in um once again, uh, Kick-Ass, right? So in Kick-Ass with Hit-Girl, the scenes of like, you know, the extreme acrobatics and fight scenes, it was literally a very short man dressed to look like Hit-Girl, right? And wigging is a thing that's kind of generally these days frowned upon, especially when you can actually have qualified female stunt women do the job and you choose to get a man and put them in a wig to do that. So what they did in this film is literally to maintain their bait and switch of the idea of Taskmaster being this mysterious, possibly man, they literally put a man in the suit and when they needed to, they removed the helmet and you see that it's uh, the the young girl grown up and played by Olga Kirienko, which, another issue, why do people still um, cast Olga Kirienko? She's never given a good performance in anything. In no movie Ah. has she ever (laughs) been... Good and yet she keeps on getting work. I it it blows my mind. But granted, she had one line in this whole film, so maybe they just needed a um a a, a, a woman that looked attractive and possibly Russian. I don't know what Olga. I'm assuming I'm assuming Olga Kuryanko's um background is Russian. Maybe you know Russian adjacent, but she she yeah. has one line in it. Is like, is he gone? And that's it. Why you could you literally could have cast a stunt woman, like a. I don't, I don't get it, Ken. This re- uh, that was not necessary. No, not at all. Not at all. And it was quite disappointing. It was very um, disappointing. Because it was, it was quite, they could have still kept it a woman, but actually had a decent backstory. Actually made Taskmaster, because Taskmaster is a character in the comic book. He has motivations within himself. He has a personality. And you've... Do, 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 do you know what I found so interesting? Well, because they, they obviously have
0: ideas about Taskmaster... Uh, um, throughout the comic book through different things Um, and and I remember this um, before Captain Marvel was even an idea I remember going to Madden Tussauds in uh, about five years ago they had this exhibition for Marvel and they had this huge CGI uh, animation thing and this is when um, Avengers was still very popular and they had a new character and it was the century Mm -hmm. uh, not the century Uh, uh, Miss Marvel Mm -hmm. the the, the Carol Danvers one who eventually becomes Captain Marvel Marvel, Mm -hmm. right and so they were trying to push that character to get into people's minds about oh this person exists to me I was like all right, cool clearly they're trying to bring Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel into the MCU Mm -hmm. because they were pushing that character and I started noticing that with Taskmaster a little bit through various things you saw him in the um, now cancelled Spider-Man TV show that where Taskmaster was a a a a main uh, villain. Oh, you are talking about Ultimate Spider-Man? Who, the Ultimate Spider-Man, where he was a, a a gym teacher trying to figure out who Peter Parker yes. was. Um, he was a character in uh, Sony Spider-Man the PlayStation Four game who is heavily involved with the side missions. Yes. So it's almost as if they're creating buzz for this character, even in other games. Uh, not necessarily Taskmaster, like uh, uh, the um, what's his name? Slade Wilson, mm-hmm.
1: Slade Wilson played a major part in the Batman Arkham games. They, yeah, uh, well, they kind of, not all of them. They kind of fit what, the same. What, what, what? It, was, it was in Origins first, then it was in the um. Once again, in um, in Arkham Knight. Right. So he was in both. Of, so also, it, it's in
0: people's minds about this character. You even see him in the Arrow, in the Arrowverse. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you see him in the um, in in the uh, Batman, uh, not Batman versus Superman. In in Justice League, yes. No, yeah, in Justice yes, League. Yes, you do. And, you know, you know what I mean, so like you, you create a buzz about a character. So I thought they were trying to do that with Taskmaster, but then all of a sudden they thought like, mm, nah, let's, just, let's go in this direction. And with um, the bait and switch, which was very strange. The
1: bait and switch, right? The, one of the reasons why it didn't work is that we was led to kind of believe because the guys, so you know the guy that's agent, right? Who provides her with all of the tech and stuff right there. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. He's heavily yeah. used in the marketing you see him in all of the trailers in, he has his own character poster and he's barely even a character in the film. And it's like, okay, so I'm assuming you was trying to debate a switch, but he does nothing in the film. He's just a a delivery boy. So it's like, why was he in there? She could, you know what it could have literally done. She could have literally appeared with the stuff and another character. I was like, Oh, where you get that from? I got a a friend on the inside of shield and he hooked me up. Done. You didn't, he did. I don't get why he's in, unless they got plans for him in the future and we find out that he's tony masters and somehow becomes taskmaster too i i don't really know ken i don't understand mm. like yeah marvel needs to stop doing this shit of having characters and doing nothing with it because the whole struggle they had at the beginning of the mcu the way they worked it it out villain issues not just villain issues they had character issues in the sense that they didn't have all of their characters you've gotten to this point where you've accumulated all of these characters through acquisitions through deals um Previous deals, you know, running out and you, you've you reacquired these characters and yet you do nothing with them when you have them on screen. What is the point? Why bother write a character so shallow that he might as well be cut from the edit? I told you already. Lazy. It's absolutely lazy. Hey,
0: L-A-Z. Absolutely lazy. Um, now... I know we've talked quite a bit about black widow and hopefully no one thinks that just because we bagged on it a little bit that we didn't like it. No, no, we definitely did like mm-hmm. uh, this film. I, I think it's just, we we are kind of tired about some of these things that they've proven that they can fix in previous films. Fair enough. Different crews, different director, you know, but still there are someone with overall like, Oh yeah, yeah. Like make sure that this is included. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one last, th- th- this is the last thing. And I, and I thought this was quite interesting. Um, They have made it very, very clear throughout the previous films, this red in your ledger is dripping. You know, like, oh, uh, Thingy's daughter. Da-da-da-da-da. Like, the only thing that made her seem like the bad guy throughout the MCU was like, oh, we're going to wave a wand. You didn't kill him. You didn't kill the little girl. Because when I saw that she gave that little girl a bomb and it exploded, I'm like, did you just kill a kid? Mm-hmm. What? This is the reason why your ledger is red. That is vile. That is mad. And Hook, I was there, riding shotgun. What? Yeah. Oh, I actually, I actually had a bit of respect, but also disgust. I was like, wow. Okay, I get it now. You have done some messed up things.
1: but they just couldn't... And then by the end of the film, you realise, oh, it didn't they matter. They just walked like, it back. That, that thing that you felt bad about. They Boom. just walked it back. Right, your ledger is now clean. Do you know what that was equivalent to me? It was equivalent to that scene. So in, in uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, right? Um, you see that underneath uh, Fury's eye he's got that dirty scar right and he says maybe one day I'll tell you about how I got this scar like and he makes references like I trust I, I oh, trusted yeah. the wrong person right then only to have it in Captain Marvel it was a cat now people try to say no 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 no, no you don't understand it was like an alien creature that like, no it was in cat form and it just scratched his eye and he lost his eye like explain to me how that's like you've taken a cool aspect of a character something that possibly could have been like this really episode is like oh no we're gonna go reverse and it was very very pathetic i i don't understand when when they this is this is the mentality of marvel and sometimes dcs that they think when uh a, when it's a, a cool thing to do a bait and switch is to make the the switch something very innocuous and pathetic you can only do that so many times before it's like it falls on deaf ears. It's like the first time you do, it, it's like ah, that's funny. I ah, see what you did there. The second time it's like, yeah. oh, didn't you just do that? And the third time it's like, no, 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 no. You you killed it. The joke is dead now. Lazy. It is lazy. Lahey lazy. And that's what they did. Uh, that's what they did. But that's that's you know. uh, let's stop it there and realize that we actually enjoyed this film to the point that I really want to watch it again. And I recommend people watch it as as an aside. I think a lot of people have actually enjoyed this film. Bear in mind, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Things are just opening up, but this movie has actually done something very unique within the pandemic is that it's opening weekend. Not only did it manage to produce 70 million domestically, it also produced 80 million internationally. And also on top of that, and now this is the mind blowing thing. It produced sixty million on Disney Plus streaming. That's sixty million worth of uh, sixty million dollars worth of people actually paid to watch it. So that's extrapolate from there, right? If the if this uh, Yeah, that's two hundred and ten million. Two hundred and ten million. Yeah. That's what you just told me. that's total, right? But the thing I find really interesting is that if you work the mass in terms of uh, Disney Plus right if it, if they made 60 million Disney Plus to actually uh, stream it right is $20 to, to stream it right so that basically means 3 million people actually paid to watch Black Widow online I think this has set a precedent for Marvel that they might be open to actually be continue doing it it's just necessity that they did this with Black Widow because they could only delay it so many times but to actually make a clean 60 million off of your 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 digital platform you're not splitting that with cinemas yo they're gonna be doing this some more you're gonna be seeing a lot more of this they've done it with oh yeah you've done they've done that's a good number. That's a, that's a really good number. 210 opening weekend total. Like even if it doesn't break a billion because that's the expectation that they have for their films now, given the situation they're probably saying like hey we've made our budget back. Now this is the opportunity to reap a profit, a sizable profit even in this you know lackluster world that we live in but i say kudos to 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 the black widow film kudos to uh scarlett johansson um for you know you know finally getting her solo film and just knocking out of the park i really enjoyed this i i hope by some miracle with how the mcu is going with multiple uh with multiverses and timelines we somehow get scarlett johansson back or maybe she's done we don't know but um I wish this came out earlier, and she had sequels to the point that it does feel like a sequel to a movie that should have actually had the first film. Um, but you know, maybe we can argue that the first film was the uh, you know the went um sorry Civil War. But I digress. Let's talk into a, a little bit about the other stuff we're we'll watching. Uh, Rick and Morty Ken. Tell us about that. The last episode of Rick and Morty you watched. Oh, you mean Monday's episode. Monday's episode. Oh, Sunday's episode. Yes.
0: Oh, my Lord. Yes. Um, okay. Now, we know, well, me and Tony, we know, and a lot of people in this world know that Rick and Morty isn't The Simpsons. No, It isn't Family no. Guy. It isn't American Dad. No. Now, all the cartoons I just mentioned were these cartoons that broke boundaries of perverse, broke boundaries of, oh, that's just a bit trashy TV, oh, South Park, let's not forget about South yeah. Park, but have the undertone of being somewhat self-aware or sometimes intelligent. Not all of them. Now, Rick and Morty has been toted as one of the smartest shows out of all of, the, of that category. Right. And because of the lengths that they go to prove their point. Yeah. However, in this episode that dropped on Sunday in America, mm-hmm. they took it to a place that was so simple. Yet so messy. Yep. up. And the only way Rick and Morty can do it. Yep. It's almost as if. It's almost as if. It can be described in a couple of sentences. And I feel that's how they. Like they, 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 they pitch their mm-hmm. shows.
1: Tony. In a couple of sentences. Pitch the fuckeries that you saw. On Monday morning. I can pitch it in one sentence again. Attack of the Killer Giant Sperm.
0: <laughs> Attack of the Giant Killer Sperms. I like your effort, Tony. I really do. That was pretty good. It's
1: crazy. So, like, let's that's, that's get into the plot, right? So, the whole plot of uh, this episode of Rick and Morty. Spoilers ahead, people, for people that haven't watched Rick and Morty, but we'll get into it. Um, so, Morty goes to visit his mom at work. She's a horse surgeon. And he notices a machine right in the middle of the surgery. And it's a machine that has one specific goal, uh, is to make a horse bust a nut. And he sees this, being the teenager that he is, he's thinking, oh my God, I have found Shangri-La. And it skips over and you just see him sitting on top of his roof, uh, sunbathing in uh, his, uh, his robe and thinking, Morty, you dirty bird. He found victory in what he did. And (laughs) we don't see it, but we know what he's done. We know as the collective we, we know what that dirty little teenager's done. Before you continue, Mm
0: -hmm. one thing I've realised about Morty, and they've perpetuated it through the uh, series or the TV show as it progresses. Morty's a little freak. A little freak? Morty's a little freak. A little freak? Morty is a little freak. I mean... I I thought it was just like, oh, he's just a teenager. No, no, no.
1: Him as a character is a little freak. Ken, I digress. Young I, boys are meant to be horny. I think I, you know, you know I, I mean? think in the words of Rick James, he's a super freak, super freak. He's super freaky. My lord, it's
0: to the point now. It is a character trait. Mm-hmm. Tone. Tony, this is a character trait of Morty. He is it. Remember when they went to that alien shop and they got uh that sex bot mm-hmm. that created that oh um, my god that alien son of oh his. Oh my god, that was a freak. <laughs> oh my god. How many times has he pined over Jessica, or all the other redheads, or any girl, even the Captain Planet one uh, before that, like yeah. right, where he got super super invested in the girl, even that girl from that cat world um uh, when they were purging everyone. Yeah. Or even that girl from uh, uh, the uh, Jurassic Park one, where he's like, he's trying to get at her. Yeah. He's always trying to get some
1: ass. I think he's like okay, the personification oh, he's a, he's of a freak. all. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's an episode where you realize that because of. You remember that movie, The One with Jet Li, where when he kills like yeah. his other versions um, throughout the multiverse? I remember. I remember. He gets the power, the energy from them, and it makes him stronger. I think with all of the multis that have previously died in the Rick and Morty-verse, each one of them has passed on his horniness and this redistributed (laughs) it throughout the multiverse to the rest of the Mortys. And it's just reached this cataclysm that this kid is willing to do anything to bust a nut. If there's a hole in the fence, he's fucking it. If there's a hole in the wall, he's fucking it. If his mum beds over, I'm pretty sure he's probably tried. Oh mate. it's like he's a he's a, even he's, he's a sick guy. He got at his mum or was it his dad one
0: time? Yeah, it's like dad, don't, don't don't be barging into my room. Yeah. You, you, you might you might have said a mess yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. I was like, what? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Freak. But so the rest of the episode yeah, though, like, continue. it's like you yeah. discovered that. Um, Rick is trying to do an experiment involving the sperm of horses that he collected there. And get. this is the crazy thing is, right? He's, his whole reason for actually getting this horse sperm is that he's trying to defeat these horse people called the Chuds, these subterranean cannibalistic horses, and he's trying to dis, uh, destroy them, right? This, I got a theory about that, Ken. I think the Chuds only exist to justify why Rick, Rick would need horse sperm and to link yep. it, like yep. I think, literally the Chuds thing, and obviously they they talked briefly in the after uh, the after credit scene of the show that you know it's like so we we had ch- uh, ho- um horse people for whatever reason. No, the reason is you needed a plot device to justify that. What because otherwise it's like if the Chuds didn't exist, it's like wait, why do you need horse semen? This seems very convenient. It's like no, 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 no. It's convenient, but we need the convenience, and the convenience is okay, horse people. What are they going to do? Ah, they, they yeah, eat people yeah. and Rick doesn't like that. So he has to destroy them. It's like, and it's this whole thing of like, Rick, Rick does the experiment. It goes horribly wrong. He believes he creates the giant killer, um, sperms. Um, and he obviously gets, he thinks he gets caught out by Morty and Morty says, like, Hey, don't swear dude. Everybody makes mistakes. It's no big deal. So Morty is trying to play off this lie. To help Rick play off the lie, (laughs) and they both lie to well, they both trying to lie to the world. The lies get worse to the point where uh, Morty eventually gives up and he admits that he was the dirty bird that inseminated the machine, leading to the killer sperm. And he has one specific sperm that has got an eye for some reason that he's really close to, and it culminates in that the way because these sperms they don't stop reproducing. There's millions of them. They even got a queen, which does make sense. Apparently, I don't know. Um, And that queen is basically trying to, you know, world domination because she feels jilted by Morty for years and years of spanking the old pony and killing her brethren. And the only way the government, bear bear in mind the government run by uh, President uh, Keith David. Keith David is one of the greatest voice actors on the planet. I, I, I dare you to tell me otherwise um but he has one of the sickens lines in it uh i actually tweeted it at him uh he's ignored me I, it, it hurt me a little bit but i'm not getting into it um but <laughs> their whole plan is that the only way to defeat the killer sperm is to attract them to a giant ovary which the ovary comes from no no, no. Oh, a giant egg which is an ovary Is an ovary well the, well over, over, oh, sorry, over, over, yeah, within the ovary, sorry, so which is an egg. You can say egg, yeah, yeah, either way, um, exactly. But the 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 egg is from his sister, and the movie, the episode ends with one of Morty's eggs, uh, sperms fertilizing the egg. They shoot the egg into space, and now it's a giant space baby that is from an incestuous union. This episode is sick, Ken. So giant incestuous incest this sounds like something South Park would do I think South Park might have done incest baby at some point but they didn't do a giant space incest baby you need to one up when you're doing the sequel Ken you can't just do the basic stuff it's like Fast and the Furious they've driven every vehicle the only thing they didn't do Ken is go to space and you know what's the next one Ken they're going through time mm. bro and after that right. they're going through reality I guarantee it they're gonna they're gonna do okay. it with the power of family
0: yeah, yeah. I I don't know where they're going with this. Oh, they might go in the opposite direction. They might go to more people. Oh, oh subterranean in, in Oh, subterranean.
1: Yeah, they they're going to find the chuds. Yo, this can episode. This episode can um, it's, it's sick, bro. Like Dan Harmon is a sick guy. He's a real sick guy. All sense of the words, Tony. It it's very sick. It's very oh my god, sickening. <laughs> oh my god. I think I think I think um, Dan Harmon that that yeah. that I think that week he thought to himself i got no way to progress the overall story. I just want to, let's just put stuff on the board, throw some darts. We're going to do some Mad Libs and we're going to make it work. And you know what? It was thoroughly entertaining. I was laughing all the way through. Uh, Giant Space Incest, baby. I want that to be a spin-off show. I'm going to watch it every week. What, what's happening this week on Giant Space Incest, baby? Well, he's discovered another planet and he's sucking it to, uh, to help with his teething. Great. Roll credits. I, I'm watching it. I'm watching it, Ken. I'm there for it. Um, do you think people have
0: uh, uh, complaints about making a giant incest baby?
1: Um, I think with everything that's happening in the world today, if it's not doing anything to sexually harass women, people don't really care. And I think that's why Rick and Morty has mostly gotten away with what they're doing because neither oh. of the creator creators have sexually harassed anybody. It's like, well, that's not the news du jour. We don't care.
0: Well, just letting you know that as much as I I agree with you, people tend to be a bit more, but any, anytime it deals with certain topics,
1: people do kind of flare up quite a bit. There have been complaints about uh, the incest. You know what? They can't complain because guess what, America? You have incest babies. You have been making incest babies. Okay. we In England, there's well, incest I- babies. It's just, they're just not giant space incest babies. Get over it. Well that's the
0: thing. I I I was I was watching a video mm-hmm. about our uh, our heritage and our background, mm-hmm. right? But if we was to trace back our um generations by I don't know how many generations, maybe um back in uh let's say four hundred years or yes. so, right? So you're great, 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 great. Let's say like you got ten grades, mm-hmm. going all the way back. It ends up being a stupid number of uh, of people mm-hmm. part of your family, which to the point where if you did the math makes no mm-hmm. sense because there are you know give or take eight billion people on the earth right yes. now, maybe just a bit under that, right? And then in all of time there's been you know several billion for right. sure. The number of you go back far enough of the greats is even larger than that. So everyone has a common en- en- ancestry. Mm-hmm. All that tells you is that, yeah, there were incest babies. There, were, there had to be because incest the number, babies. Because the number at the end doesn't, doesn't make sense yeah. then. You, like people that shouldn't have been sexing were sexing, yeah. bro. <laughs> or not, 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 not saying shouldn't, because probably at the time it was okay. Some people were marrying their first cousins. Ken, no Ken we don't
1: even have to go back to the great-greats, great-greats. Right now, incest babies are being made brother cousins yeah. are making love to their sister cousins and eventually becoming brother sister wives you know it's, it's happening it's like complaining of, this is the weird thing is you're complaining about a depiction of fictional cartoon characters because it hurts your sensibilities because they're saying so, like what's your excuse it's like oh you're depicting in, uh, incest oh like well no nobody effed anybody you just saw a sperm hit an egg yes they happen to be uh, come from brothers and sisters, but they didn't have to have sexual relations and again they're cartoons they're cartoons Car- cartoons yeah cartoons yeah i don't know how many ways and different inflections i can say this get over it yeah pe- pe- people be yeah. let's cap this off with uh, how you felt about episode five of loki I can't remember if we actually talked about it we, I don't um, think we did But we can give a, a rough overview You go first Alright Give me one sec Let me just move this microphone You move um, it, move it You like to crackin move crackin it crackin'. He likes to move it, move it He likes to move it, move uh, it He likes to My fan's going kind of crazy it. Crazy noise in the background You gotta keep cool bro Man, to... cold as ice You're as cold as ice you're willing holy to sacrifice our love. You lot didn't think I could sing, right? Yeah, I, I got pipes. I got pipes for days. Wesley pipes. Oh, you lot don't. Eat. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I've been piping. Whoa. I be piping, Ken. Hey, hey. Pause. I've been piping Pause there. deep.
0: Pause all deep. of that, man. Deep. Wesley Pipes, you know. <laughs> now, for anyone that is cracking up and laughing right now after hearing that, you dirty little Morty, oh, Ken, <laughs> you're a dirty little. And we live in the age <laughs> of the internet.
1: Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Everybody, especially. I mean, everyone's a dirty, especially though, you, 12 year old boy. I know what you want. On right now. A specific dot com. Hey hey, 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 hey. You specific. You get your hands out of there, you dirty bird. You little Morty. You, 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 you filthy. Oh. I mean, it's not a thing. Anytime
0: I know someone is a bit too freaky, I'm like, "You're a little, you're, Mortimer, you're aren't little you? Morty, Montgomery." That's what you, you are, a little Morty. Yeah. Um. Um. But yeah, the last thing <laughs> before we get too sidetracked, yes. um, it was episode five of Loki. Uh, Loki. Yeah. Now this is where we are about to find out. Well,
1: let me not go to the end just yet. We uh, did find that I could have sworn we, we didn't about it talk, about it. We anyway, talk about We talked about the but... episode before where we thought it was better than episode three. But this week's episode was right. that they find themselves uh, discovering that. So because the end credits of the previous episode is that when people get pruned, they don't actually get destroyed. They get taken to a uh, near the end of time. Right. Um, where everything gets dumped. But what they find there is this massive cloud creature, not this similar to Galactus in Fantastic Four, but less obnoxious. Uh, basically eats you and erases erases you from time Um, loki ends up there first to discover that there's so many loki's there of varying degrees he comes across boastful loki uh, og classic loki with the whole look as well and young kid loki and they take him into their base and says uh, they let them know the deal what's really going on a big battle ensues because another group of Loki's, led by Mayor Loki, infiltrates. It's like a whole Loki sausage fest, and the sausage be hitting people, not in a in a Wesley Pipes kind of way, more in a punch your face kind of way. And um, pause, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. It's like it was a sausage fest. Um, Sylvie, right. Sylvie pursues her. She she thinks she's sacrificing herself because she fights the uh, uh, Judge uh, uh, Rain. Rain something, uh, Ranagore? I don't know, but uh, the judge. Uh, but she thinks she's sacrificing herself to be with her, her Loki, only to discover she ends up in there as well. Um, what's his name? Mobius is there as well. He's surviving. He helps her, and she theorizes like, well, we've been given the clue. The person running this must be beyond this point, and it seems like this big dog cloud creature must be the thing so i'm going to use my enchantress abilities to basically control the thing and give us the doorway to the other side and they succeed in it um long story short ken i thought it's almost as if her specific power was the only way for any, for any way the TVA was going hey, to progress was a complete. It was, a, comple- it was a convenient plot co- contrivance, you know. But at the same time, right. it does ask the question, was there any other Loki that might have had the ability to entrance, but was just so stupid and so full of himself and so egotistical, he never thought to do it? We don't know that. We only know what we know. Mm. And what we know is that it's a convenient plot contrivance that Sylvie happened to have the one ability that they needed to find it. But Ken, I won't spoil it for you, but that's a major thing that happens in the final episode, which I have watched. You have not watched. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm going to leave you to, to ruminate on that one. Overall, I thought this was a Thank banging you. episode. I, um, I still have a problem with Sylvie. I still think they haven't written her with any real personality besides being like... um. Uh, there's a term in in typical like buddy cop kind of things because this is almost like a buddy cop kind of thing where you have the straight man yeah. and she's written too much like the straight man, which is unfortunate. Um, because overall she seems like a very good actress. it's just that her material is not quite there. Um, obviously they 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 didn't give her the uh Black Widow treatment. Uh, the Black Widow sister. Treatment. No, no, she was. I I, I would. Do you know what I would have kind of liked is if she was like almost like i don't know like i don't know what you could have done with her to be honest because you wanted her to be different to loki but even this loki feels different he's in a short period of time has become less maniacal and less uh you know cheek to cheek grin he's more thoughtful and sympathetic um Maybe you could have went the other way as he as he's evolving and becoming a more caring Loki. She could have went uh, the other way of like, I don't trust any of you. I'm going to be maniacal. I'm going to be the Loki that they think I am because this is what, you know, this is what you did to me. You didn't even give me a chance to become anything else. <laughs> and screw it, I'm going to be the villain that you think I am. Um, but they, they don't. Uh, but that's neither here. I think overall is a very strong episode, very entertaining episode. Again. They spent money on this. One thing I want to do, Ken, once you finish the final episode, I want us to rank the Disney Plus shows. I'm talking about WandaVision, talking about Falcon, Falcon Winter Soldier, I want to, uh, to talk Loki, where we feel in terms of the hierarchy. What takes gold, what takes silver, and what takes bronze? It's weird that you asked that. Um, I was having this uh, thought in my head a while
0: uh, earlier this yes. morning, uh, coincidentally. Um, not mainly about the uh, Marvel shows, but um, I remember seeing a video or a conversation that people were having. Um, someone was saying something quite controversial that some people might find controversial. Mm. I don't think it's controversial, but uh, some people were saying that uh, Blade with Wesley Snipes was, huh, not Wesley Pipes, with Wesley mm-hmm. Snipes is better than Black I Hand saw Black.
1: that. I saw that on social now, media and I thought to myself, yeah. it was a pioneer. Well, that, that, that's the thing.
0: When, 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 when I was when when I first saw that I felt like ooh mm, how do I feel about this but then I realised that it, that's exactly what it was how I felt yes. about yes. it like how good a film is is tied so much to emotion mm-hmm. we cannot take away how people felt about uh, uh, seeing Wesley Snipes for the first time being so badass and he's actual Marvel yeah. character and we can't take away how people felt about Black Panther how much that meant for them as well as a people as a mm-hmm. culture you know at that time, maybe Black Panther was their Wesley Snipes at the time.
1: Uh, it was their Blade Well, that's the an interesting thing. Do you, do you so know that... the history of Blade in terms of how it came to be? Uh, uh, partly, partly. So from what I remember is that for years, um, Wesley Snipes was trying to get a Black Panther movie made and he shopped it to studio, to studio, to studio, even though obviously he didn't have the rights, but he really wanted it to be made. Um, there was actually a script going around. Um, no studio was going to take it because one, they, they thought it would go over budget, and two, they didn't believe a black-led superhero movie could make money. Uh, Eventually, he linked up a new line, and they said, like, okay, we might not be able to make uh Black Panther, but we do have this other character that we have the rights to called Blade. Are you interested in that? And that's how he ended up becoming the thing. It's like, after he realized he couldn't do Blade, he really, I mean, not sorry, not Blade, Black Panther, he really, really pushed to make Blade as big as possible. And it was huge. It's literally, people think, obviously people, you know, these days forget that Black Panther is not the first Black superhero movie. Even Blade is not. You can, you know, you can go back further to like bloody Meteor Man and go on to their, their comedies. But if we were talking about strictly Marvel, yes, Blade is the first one, right? DC also had uh Steel, but I think Steel might have came out afterwards. Not too sure with the, the timeline. But... Blade was a pioneer, and it was one of the first pioneers—not even just for black superhero movies, but for superhero movies, period. Because Blade predates Spider-Man. It literally cemented in studios yeah. that superhero movies can make stupid money. First Blade movie made a lot of money. Second Blade movie made a lot of money. The third one made a lot of money, but it wasn't a good film. Um, but you know that's 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 the situation. I would love to talk about that once you've watched the third the yeah. third uh the, the final episode and um, we can really get into it but overall ken how did you feel yeah. about episode five i mean well just to finish the point i was mm-hmm. trying to make because um yeah i
0: completely agree with everything that you said like and, and hearing that story again is just mind-blowing and and so inspirational like and, and the whole idea of ranking the marvel show so far it's going to be so difficult to rank mm-hmm. them for that same reason it's so hard to for someone to make a decision between what is a better film between Blade and Black Panther, oh, that's it's easy. That's so easy.
1: Much. I think I think Black Panther is better than Blade, but if you ask me, what's better better between well, Blade Two and Black Panther, I go Blade Two. Well, that, that's that's a whole different uh, mm. kind of fish. I'm just using it as an yes. example, right?
0: It's it's all linked to your emotions, mm. isn't it? It's all linked to your emotions. So when we ask ourselves, uh when we do rank the uh, Marvel show so far, we have to separate the two and give technically two rankings. One that you generally messed with, that you enjoyed, maybe even evoked an emotional feeling out of you that was gen- you just, it wasn't because of the cinematography or, or, or the creative mm-hmm. things uh, uh, um, that was happening, you know, behind the camera, more so to do with, okay, how did it make you feel? Did it succeed in making you feel? Which does link to uh, creativity of writing for sure. Yeah, But then the other side of it is, Uh, a bit of a technical side but it's not completely technical like as does it hold up as a robust enough story because i know stories that are 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 amazing but then didn't really make me feel anything but i appreciated what it was Mm -hmm. so we're linking it to the connection Mm -hmm. what connection which which show had the biggest connection and which one was an overall
1: good Mm -hmm. show just just because and for some people they're both one and the same all right. Well, uh, I think that's a good place to wrap up. Actually, um, really enjoyed this episode because I really enjoyed talking about uh Black Widow for all its positives for all of its faults. Um, I still think it was a thoroughly good watch. Great week of content this week. Uh, you know, you know, go out watch, um, Rick and Morty. Watch, um, watch. Loki, the final episode is a banger kent. I can't wait to get a reaction and we'll definitely talk about that. And other things to to watch as well. Um uh Superman and Lois is actually going strength to strength from Reedy. Really, we don't talk about it much because it seems like it's it's regular TV. There's not a lot of hype there, but I'm thoroughly enjoying it, so check it out. And um Yeah, this is us signing out. Catch us on our social medias, uh, royal.majesty for myself, Ken on uh, I Am Mr. Ken and find us on ondeck.podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Do the thing. Hit us, give us a like, follow, subscribe, evangelize us to your friends and anybody that's interested. And uh, this is me signing out. Peace. Adios, people.